Warning, warning, warning. Inside the Mind of Sex explores frank and explicit discussions about human sexuality. The subject matter on this podcast may contain adult themes, explicit language, and graphic descriptions of sexual acts that is not suitable for all listeners. It is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Inside the Mind of Sex, the podcast that takes you on a journey into the wild and wonderful world of human sexuality. Our candid conversations with women from all walks of life will challenge your assumptions and expand your understanding of what it means to be sexual in today's world. From taboo to titillating, we'll delve deep into the mysteries of human desire, uncovering the secrets that lie within the mind of every sexual being. Real talk, real experiences, and sharing real stories that will make you laugh, blush, and maybe even inspire you to try something new. So buckle up and get ready to discover the fascinating, sometimes funny, always intriguing world of sex with Inside the Mind of Sex. Let's get started. Hey hey everyone, it's Dr. T and welcome to Inside the Mind of Sex. Tonight we are joined by a lovely, a beautiful, uh, some might say vivacious, young woman. Her name is Megan Gaither. Megan, nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you. Thanks for having me on. So let's get the elephant in the room out of the way. Um, A couple weeks ago, we had on Brianna Coppage, and she talked about one of her best friends, and that happened to be you. Yes. So you were both teaching at the same school. Yes, we were, St. Clair High School. Mm -hmm. And you both had OnlyFans. Yes, uh, we, not together, but we both did it at the same time over the summer. And you had no clue? We had no clue until a baseball game in June that we were both doing it. It's not normally something that you talk about. Um, Teaching is very sexist taboo with anything with teaching. Um, And so we had a few drinks at the baseball game, and then we went to a bar afterwards, and we were sitting there. Um, just as a group of friends and like talking about some sexual stuff and like her and I just kind of caught eyes whenever we were making jokes about selling feet pics and I was like you're doing it aren't you and she said yeah you are too are you I'm like yes (laughs) so it was kind of a funny funny thing that happened tell me about the level of there's no pretty pretty way to put this of asshole pucker that you feel whenever the shit starts hitting the fan for her Oh, um, that's a good question. So she was able to message me as she was being put on leave. Um, I'm not exactly sure how, um, but she sent me a text and we kind of knew um, that it was coming. Um, You know, rumors were flying around about her and everything. And so like she knew it was coming. And so she sent me a text. We actually um, have something called early out Wednesdays where teachers stay after for an hour and a half and like do meetings. Um, So I tried to go to her to see if she was okay because I had assumed that it was already done whenever she texted me and I was stopped in the middle of the hallway and told I couldn't go talk to her. Um, So I had to go sit through a whole staff meeting, um, freaking out. 
Uh, while she was being talked to, I watched her be like walked out of the building. Um, and so I sat there for an hour and a half, um, freaking out in my head, like, do they know about me? Like if they knew about me, I would be done. Like I, they would have done this at the same time. Um, so I went back to my classroom. I think I had like 10 or so minutes before I was allowed to leave the building. And I sat there and I'm just waiting for the clock to run down. I'm panicking because I, I mean, I had already said, like, if you get caught, I'm, I'm done. Like I, I love teaching. Like I don't want to get caught. Um, so I literally went like in that 10 minutes after, um, like that was up, I went to my car, I sat in my car and I deleted everything. Um, and I was like, okay, like this should be good. I even petitioned Google to remove pictures of me. Um, and they did. So it was, it was panic for me, um, for a while. Um, that is for sure. And I thought I was in the clear. I'm not going to lie. I did. I thought that everything was going to work out for me, but here we are. Right. <laughs> what, what did you in? What was the thing that, that, that really, that, that exposed you or did somebody already have images saved or how did that work? No, I was not found out in that way, like the same way that she was. Um, so I was told by colleagues in that there was about a month, almost exactly a month from the time she was caught that I was caught. And I was told um, that I was already guilty. Like everybody already assumed I was doing it because we were best friends. Um, and, you know, those rumors were already flying mm -hmm. around town. And I was just like, okay, well, everything's gone. Um, I had multiple people like searching Google for me, like trying to find pictures of me. And whenever they did, they would report them. Um, and really it was just the ones that we took together that I was worried about. Um, and, you know, like I was told like, you know, you need to like, just keep doing your job. Everything will be fine. It'll blow over. And so I really thought like everything was okay. Um, but I also was very vocal, like on social media about my support for her. Um, because that's who I am as a friend. Like, even if I wasn't doing OnlyFans, I would have mm -hmm. done that just, you know, like sharing her things, um, like her news articles and stuff. Like, um, that's who I am. I like as a friend, um, what got me caught was, um, I really enjoyed OnlyFans. I was sad whenever I was essentially forced to stop. And so we went to this um, Halloween party. We dressed up. Um, it was a lot of fun. And um, I appeared in about three or four minutes of a video with her from the back. Um, you could not see my face, uh, but long brown hair. Um, so rumors started flying. Um, that was on a, was that a Saturday? I believe that was a Saturday. No, it was a Friday night. I'm sorry. Um, Friday night and by Monday morning, St. Clair, like I was the talk of the town. Um, so I figured an investigation was coming at that point. There was one blurred picture of me that neither Bree or I posted on Twitter. Um, and they did blur my face. Uh, but again, I'm next to Bree. Everybody assumed it was me um in that picture and so that picture and then paired with that like three minutes of video on her only fans is what started the investigation for me even though that wasn't proof at all there they could not pin that either one of those on me but once the investigation got started they found what they needed 
they did not. So um, I am not, I'm still technically on leave, by the way. I am still employed by St. Clair High School. I'm still the head coach, um, like cheerleading coach. I'm still the teacher. Like all of my stuff is still in my classroom. Um, so they still don't have what they need to get rid of me. Um, I am on leave for um, essentially failure to coach. And I'm putting that in quotes because um, it's absolutely ridiculous. And if you talk to any of my cheerleaders, you would know that that's absolutely ridiculous. Um, so that is like technically why I'm on leave. Um, they're asking me to resign at this point. That's pretty new, actually. They asked me a couple of weeks ago. Like um, at this point, they like they were just like, so you can resign if you want to. And I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> I'm not going to make it easy for you like that. Um, so that's, yeah, I am not on leave for OnlyFans. They can't fire me for that. Hmm. Well, I, I wish you the best of luck fighting the fight. And the thing that really sucks is that is your private life. You were doing things privately. You weren't, you weren't trying to show them the children. You weren't trying to sexualize children. You separated those two parts of your life and teachers need to have a separate life. They need to be able to do things outside of being a teacher, your person. Um, and I think as long as you were doing, as long as you weren't mixing those two worlds, I think that really sucks that that happened to you. And cause it sounds like you love teaching. Um, it's my passion. Um, I'm hoping to, in some capacity, get back into it someday. Um, I am very hurt. I put my heart and soul into what I did there at St. Clair. Um, I mean, the countless hours, I mean, I did, I created three grade levels and class levels of curriculum for them as a second year teacher. Like I was turning around that cheerleading team. Um, they had zero respect whenever I started four years ago and I had gotten them, you know, they were volunteering and we were providing gifts to other teams. Like we literally like were getting missed at games that we couldn't go to. And that was me. And so them railroading me like this, like that's part of the reason why I'm refusing to resign. It's like, I gave you everything that I had for four years. And this is like, what you do to me over nothing over a rumor there was zero proof i'm not exaggerating exaggerating when i say they could not like there was nothing i had no only fans no twitter all of those were deactivated and deleted i petitioned google there was nothing out there except speculation um and so it hurts it hurts that they couldn't pin that on me and so they tried to get rid of me in another way and i wholeheartedly believe that they are trying to pin bullshit on me sorry am I allowed to cuss you can do whatever the fuck you want okay um but I really wholeheartedly believe that they are trying to pinch it on me that way I just resign and do the job for them and that is not who I am that's not what my union wants me to do um so yeah we're just kind of waiting it out and seeing who caves first I guess and I won't I'm not resigning for something I didn't do 100 <laughs> percent I would say this, that if you have a true love for teaching and um, it might take a little bit of going back to school, but what about taking this experience and forming it into a class of, hey, sex and the media and internet, and that could be an amazing college class. Um, that, that'd be cool. 
I mean, I already have two master's degrees. Um, so honestly, teaching a college class, um, I can already do that. Um, now sex ed and stuff, I might need some classes on that, maybe some philosophy. Mm -hmm. uh, but I was going to get a PhD in education anyway. So, you know, that's actually a good idea. And I bet that's a class that would sell too. Oh, yeah. Sure. I mean, you've got name recognition, you've got that life experience, um, you know, and you, you, you've everything that I've heard from you in the media and anywhere else has said the same thing that you have a passion to teach and you have a passion to change people's lives in a good way. And I don't think anybody, you know, you, you will get people that will say, Hey, listen, no matter what, she shouldn't have done this and that. And, and those people are entitled to their opinion. Yeah. But if your if your true goal and your true intention is to teach, I don't think anybody would really hold that against you. And I think that would be, that could be a really good pivot. I think so too. I mean, I'm pretty well aware that probably, I'm going to say probably my time in um, like K through 12 is over. Um, it would be very hard for me to get a job working with um, minors, I'm sure. Um, you know, I, I did talk to a lawyer and they did tell me that like, no, it's still possible, but I would have to like prove that I'm not doing these things anymore. And like, I'd have to try to get all of it removed from the internet again and all of that. But um, I'm pretty well aware that that's over. And so, you know, my goal in my life was never to remain in high school anyway. It was to go to the college level. Um, and, you know, most colleges are more open-minded. So that, I mean, that was my goal anyway, get a PhD and work in a college, teach in a college. Well, I say good luck with that. That's a lot of work. And getting a PhD, I can tell you from experience, is not easy. It is a lot of work. And good luck. I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm never going into a classroom or writing a paper ever again. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I just, I love it. Like, I've gotten my second master's degree. I did them in a row. Um you know, this last one was in English. Um, it was the hardest degree I've ever gotten. Um, but I, I love learning and I love, like, I could never imagine not going back to school anyway. Um, and now I have the time to do it and the funds. So I'm like, maybe, maybe now's the time. So speaking of psychology, tonight's topic is actually the psychology of fantasy. Um, mm -hmm. I'd like to talk to you kind of from a female perspective, because I'm sadly just a man and very one-sided. Share some perspective for me on a distinction between a sexual fantasy and your actual desires. Are those the same thing? Hmm. Do you think, you know, you know, uh, from, from, I think from, from a guy's perspective, they almost are the same thing in, but Unless you're actually confronted with that. Like, I, you know, somebody say, hey, what's your fantasy about? Like, I want to fuck three chicks. And if three chicks showed up, I might be like, I don't know if I can really do this. Um. Right. Um, I don't necessarily think that all the time they are the same thing. Um, immediately once you said that, I had thought about, um, so I am a huge reader. Um, one of my favorite genres is smut. And so I was thinking, like, the things that I read, those are, like, 
fantasies to me. You know, like I can kind of put myself in the main like girl characters, you know, shoes, so to speak. Uh, but it, would I ever really want that in real life? Probably not. Like I'm thinking of, um, I've read Haunting Adeline where the guy literally stalks her and then fucks her with a gun. And like you're reading it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, that is the most intense book I've ever read. Um, but I'm thinking about like some of the scenes in there and I'm like, oh my God, it was hot when I was reading it. But do I want that? Absolutely not. Like I would be absolutely horrified if somebody tried to stick a gun inside of me. So I do think there can, like I think it can cross over, but would I actually want that? And then I'm thinking like one of my favorites is like um, reverse harms. And so the girl gets like three plus guys and like she dates all of them. They're all together. And I'm like, that would be a lot to manage, you know, in real life. Like, that's not really my thing. Um, not saying like I wouldn't fuck a couple of guys at the same time, but like to actually like date and like manage a relationship of like five people. That would be hard. <laughs> That's not like my desire, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I've got I've been married for twenty plus years, and I think about that sometimes. And I think about, oh, it'd be it'd be fun to have a girlfriend, and and I'm like, no, no, it really wouldn't. It would be fun to have sex with another girl and right. hang out, really? and be friends. But then I've got to worry about another set of birthdays, another set of feelings, another set of this, and it's the the the, uh, the casual arms length thing is definitely much better in that situation. Right. So like that would be more of you want to swing a little bit instead of have yes. an actual relationship. Um, I'm actually a part of that community here in like St. Louis and the Midwest. And uh, yeah, like no strings attached. Like you can be good friends with couples and everything. Like you meet a ton of great people. Um, but yeah, there's no like relationships that form. It's just you see people at a party, you're like, you want to fuck? <laughs> and they'll be like, sure. <laughs> So as a woman, mm -hmm. are there categories of fantasies that you think that most women have, like that are the same? Like if you, if you paint across, you know, obviously nobody's 100%, but like uh, you think they're of straight, I will say straight women that you think straight woman, straight women would have. I mean, probably. I really feel like a lot of women like giving up control in the bedroom um, but I think that's at varying degrees. Like some women just don't want to be on top. Like they don't want, like, you know, they want to be the pillow princess, but some women want to be like tied down and some women want to be choked. Um, I think that across the board, we could say as women, we like giving up that control in the bedroom. Um, I'd be pretty confident in that one. Let's see. Hmm. Do you, now, I guess my question would be, do you think that's because, you know, women, are very, some women are very, um, they're, they, they lead, they lead. Sometimes women lead from the back. Even women, a lot of women are not overbearing and they're not dominant, but they actually like my wife gets me to do whatever she wants to, but not doing it dominatingly. So whenever she's in bed, she definitely likes me to take control because then she can turn her brain off and she can just feel the experience. Right there. Um, you can turn your brain off. Uh, women are constantly, I think, making decisions um, day to day, minute by minute, um, you know, a lot of times. And I, I know as me as a woman personally, like 
you know, I could be doing one thing, but my brain is still going like I'm, I'm washing the dishes, but I'm thinking about the appointments that my kids have tomorrow. I'm thinking about taking them to school and their concert that's coming up. I'm thinking about, you know, um, oh, I'm out of dog food. I need to go get dog. Like there's just so much going on in my head all of the time. And women are so um, in their heads all the time and have all of these things that they have to think about that in the bedroom, they just want to be able to turn it off. And it's really important for women to turn it off because, you know, a lot of us being able to like come and get off is, you know, we have to be able to turn that off. Like if you're constantly thinking about everything you have to do while you're having sex with your partner, you're not going to get there. And so I think when the man takes over and, you know, dominates her a little bit and like makes her like feel instead of think then I think that's like why we, why we like it so much, if that makes sense. Over the years, obviously you as a person have changed and evolved from, you know, whenever, whenever you first started having sexual fantasies, but have your sexual fantasies changed that much from your younger days, from your sexual awakenings till now? Oh, for sure. Um, and I mean, I could even go as far as to say, you know, I'm 31 years old and this summer my fantasies changed. Um, you know, I've realized like I'm in my sexual peak here. You know, women hit that right around 30. And, um, you know, I I want different things than when I, I was young. I'll be honest and be like, I was 14 when I started having sex. Um I didn't really have fantasies whenever I was that age. I mean, we joked around about um, me and my best friend are both bisexual or my best friend from high school, not anymore. Um, but we were both bisexual and we would joke around about having a threesome. But like, obviously, you're 17 and <laughs> that doesn't happen. Um, so I would say like now I have much different like fantasies and kinks than what I ever had as an... 14 to 18 year old for sure. You know, it's very interesting how much we actually change. I, I think about myself when I was even 20 or 25 and you look back at yourself and you go, what the fuck was I ever thinking? How did I, how did I get my shoes tied? How did I get out the door? I go, I was so fucking stupid. And the, your brain, your brain doesn't actually even stop developing until you're 25. Yeah. So it's, it, it's, it's just so crazy how much we can change over time. And cause I just look back at myself and I go, how the fuck did I get through the day? I was so dumb. Yeah. That's why whenever, you know, I, um, I was dating, I, uh, I put the cap at 25. Like you have to at the very youngest be 25 before I will ever even like talk to you because your brain isn't developed until you're 25. And like, that's, I mean, that's a huge deal. Like there's a lot of growth that happens in your early twenties. All right, Megan, so what advice would you give couples looking to incorporate each other's sexual fantasies into sex? Like, how do we make that happen as a couple? So, I mean, everybody always says this, um, but it really, really holds true. Like, you have to have open and honest communication with your partner. They have to know what you're into, and you have to get rid of, like, essentially the stigma with each other. Um, a lot of people struggle with talking about like what they like sexually. I know on OnlyFans, I get that a lot. Um, you know, men telling me like, I can't talk to my wife or my girlfriend about these things. And um, 
it's one of those things where I really feel like you have to open that line of communication and you have to feel comfortable with each other and you have to get rid of that. Um, what's that? What am I looking for? Like you have to get rid of the like condescending attitude about it mm-hmm. is essentially like, that's what I've heard a lot is like, Oh my God, my wife would think I'm a freak or like, I like she would never be okay with this. And sexual fantasies and desires are, I mean, they're so normal. And if you can't fulfill those with your partner and you can't communicate with those like that is that's a huge issue and that's going to cause issues down the road like you have to be able to meet those and i and you and you said a good word there and you said partner and i will i will give you some insight from my personal experience i've been married for 20 plus years um about 10 years in you know we had a we had a normal marriage normal sex life and um i had always you know there's things that i like and i was just like there's that fear of rejection with, especially you yeah. know, with a person that you've been with for 10 years and you go, Hey, listen, you know, and it got to a point where it was actually kind of causing friction in our marriage. And we just sat down and finally said, okay, it's time to like lay it all out here because if, if we can't figure this out, it's not going to work. Right. So we started talking and it turns out that like all of our shit was actually jiving. And the thing that I was into was the thing that she's into. And it was just, we were both scared to say it. And we're both scared to communicate it because even if you've been with a person for 10 years, it's hard to lay your soul bare like that. And especially yeah. I, I was lucky that, you know, she was like, oh, hey, I'm not that. that's cool. I'm into that. You know, how soul crushing would that have to be? And she went like, oh, shit, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you know? Right. No, I'm completely there with you, too. Um, I am separated right now, but, you know, um, there were some fantasies and desires that I really had that I did not feel and we had danced around the topics for years like one of my fantasies is um two minute one time uh but me being like the focus you know like me being like just worshipped essentially and like we would kind of dance around it and like talk about it and then he would completely shut it down and um then I'd be like oh yeah like that was a joke like yeah totally not um and then you know once we were separated and stuff and we sat down and we were talking and stuff, I said, like, it was never a joke to me. Like these are some of the things that I am interested in. And he was like, Oh shit. Like me too. (laughs) He said, I just thought you were like joking. And you know, it was a miscommunication type thing. Like we were scared to admit what we wanted Mm -hmm. sexual. Um, and yeah, we didn't even know until after we had separated already. So you know, shit sucks. <laughs> right. So I think the thing that we kind of, the thing that we kind of got to is that with fantasies and relationships, communication is really key. Oh, for sure. I would like to talk to you about our, the, the survey that we perform here on the show. I have a group of questions that I ask pretty much every lady who comes through here We're going to find out about you. We're going to get inside of your head. We're going to see what makes you tick. Um, We're going to see if we should be scared or not. Um, (laughs) Okay. So let's learn a little bit about Megan. Okay. What is your age, race, and marital status? Okay. I'm 31. I am white. Um, And I am married, separated, Dating ish. 
The next question is, what type of work do you do? Well, we know that you have OnlyFans. And speaking of OnlyFans, where can the listeners of the podcast go and see you? Um, so on OnlyFans, I'm just at Megan Gaither. Um, so pretty straightforward, simple there. Twitter, I am, I think I'm at Megan Gaither there as well. If you want to see some free tip picks and stuff, you can go there. Um, I have um, Instagram that is um, at Megan period Gaither 92. Um, I'm on TikTok. I don't get on there too much, but yeah, um, you can find me pretty much anywhere except for Facebook. I am not on there. <laughs> what is your sexuality? Um, I am bisexual. Um, I've, I mean, I've known that since I was a child that there was no difference in the, like who I was, who I thought was cute when I was like four. <laughs> Would you consider yourself a sexual person? Oh, very. Um, I cannot go a day without coming. I'm going to be honest. Um, it's gotten more intense as I've gotten older. But I mean, I, I mean, I was sexual at 14. Um, and it's compounded every year since. Name one of your big turn offs. Oh, goodness. Um, so during sex, my biggest turnoff is a guy that constantly pulls out during doggy. Cannot like it just, I hate that. Um, now that's saying like, if you need a minute, that's fine. But like, I'm talking like two seconds of going and then you pull out all the way. And I'm like, bruh, what are you doing? If you do that constantly. Um, <laughs> Now, just in general, like, so I was on Tinder before I got, um, you know, caught at the school and then I turned off Tinder when people started recognizing me on there and I decided it probably wasn't good for me at this point. Um, but when I was on Tinder, there were some huge red flags that was an immediate like swipe left, like swipe no. Um, if you're holding a dead fish, that was one of them. I just like, I don't know why I'm just, every time I saw a fish, I was like, oh, absolutely not. And I like fishing, which is funny. I guess it's just the picture of the fish that I don't like. Um, if you were flipping off the camera, it was immediate. No, that's yeah, fucking I, Hoosier vibe. Like, right. <laughs> um, so what else was there? There was a couple that I, like, if I saw, I was like immediate. No, um, there was one thing that just drove me crazy and it was like if they if they didn't have like anything in their bio like anything and I'm like you have nothing like nothing to say at all like to get me interested I was like eh, okay <laughs> well they've got a fish in one picture they're flipping off the camera with their bush light in the other picture you should be wet <laughs> already yeah right mm -hmm. what is a big turn on for you Oh, um, so I, I don't have a, like, I can't call it a fetish because it doesn't get me off, but I absolutely love like men's arms and hands. Um, not women's like, I, you know, women, I like different things, but like a guy with, and it does, you don't have to be like super built, but like, I don't know, just seeing your arms and hands because they're so different than women's, um, that like, it just, I'm just like, oh, like, give me, like, I want to, I don't know. I want to touch it. 
Um, and I think maybe it's because like when you like think about girls, like, you know, like they have, you know, the nails usually and like they're more dainty. And then you think of a man and it's like more rugged, like their hands are rougher. A lot of times they're hairier. And I'm just like, oh, I absolutely love that. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about masturbation. Okay. Do you remember the first time that you ever masturbated where the goal was to come? <laughs> I mean, like, I I do remember being young and I didn't know, like, obviously, like, that was what it was called or anything, but I knew what I was doing and I knew that it felt good and I knew what the end was at that point. Um, and I remember my sexual awakening was because of freaking Skinamax. You have your, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, late night. Um, and so my, like, you know, the first accidental one where you're like, what the heck just happened? Um, so like that was because of Skinamax, but then I remember like I would stay up late at night and try to watch <laughs> Skinamax and like, I knew that it felt good. Like I didn't know what it was called or anything. Um, but I, yeah, I, I mean, I remember that pretty well, like <laughs> humping a pillow. <laughs> How many times a week would you say you masturbate? every single day and now I have more opportunity um so I'm home every day um and I, that's not an exaggeration like every day sometimes multiple times a day for sure and not all of them are recorded <laughs> most of them are not recorded actually do you have sex toys yes <laughs> I literally bought this giant I mean it's bigger than this chair um ottoman like storage and i have i put like little plastic drawers and baskets in it and each drawer is full i used to sell pure romance like way back when and so like once that was done um i just kept all the toys <laughs> um and i am gifted some pretty much weekly um so those are always fun and i'm like expanding um, I accidentally actually last week bought a dildo that I'm not exaggerating is as big as my arm. <laughs> I've never used something that big. So that's kind of fun. But yeah, I have, I have like a hundred toys. I'm not going to lie. What is your favorite and why? So my favorite, I usually use two together. Um, it is this blue dildo. And if you are on my OnlyFans, you have 100% seen it. It is my favorite for a reason. I do all my lives with it. Um, it is, I would say like, yeah, yay big. It's decently big around. Um, and then I pair it with whatever vibrator I'm feeling at that time. And it gets me there quick. I actually this week just bought a fuck machine um, that's going to be featured on my OnlyFans here soon. And that thing like isn't it's intense. I, <laughs> it's it's a lot. Do you watch porn? Yes. What, constantly. Is, your, what is your favorite kind and why? Um, I'm bisexual, so I like um, lesbian porn the best. Um, and you know, I've analyzed this because it's always been my favorite. Like I can get off and I do get off to, you know, regular porn, like with men or whatever. Um, but my go-to, like if I, I want it quick, you know, is women. And I think it's because a lot of like mainstream porn, like on Pornhub is about the man um, and you know, I, as a woman, I know what feels good during sex and what doesn't. 
And so when I watch them, it is more for show mm-hmm. um, and more like, you know, like I can tell a lot of times that the women are faking and that drives me crazy. Like if you're ever on my page, I refuse to fake. Um, you can, you can hear it when somebody fakes too much. And, um, so like that drives me crazy. Like when I'm like, Oh, she's coming, like, here we are. But in female porn, it 100% is about both of them making each other feel good. Um, and you can tell that m- I'm going to say most of the time, not all the time. Cause you know, there's always like d- things that happen, but you can tell that they enjoy it. And that is my biggest thing is like, I feel like it should be enjoyed. Um, if I do watch like, you know, boy, girl porn, it usually is um, like amateur because again, you can tell that they're actually like doing it for enjoyment. Um, but that's, yeah, that's my preference. Like I want to know, not that they, they have to like love each other, but like, <laughs> I want to know that that guy wants to get this girl off like that it's not just about him penetrating her if that makes sense when masturbating toy free what is the perfect number of fingers two for me and it's the middle two what do you what are you doing with those two fingers um so usually like they would be inside of me and then like i would try to use my thumb to like rub my clit then that's three well, I guess technically, yeah. Um, not gonna lie, I barely ever use my fingers anymore. I have way too many toys to <laughs> do that. But yeah, do those two. Can you describe for us your run of the mill average? Hey, I've got ten minutes alone masturbation session. How's it gonna go? It's not for the camera. It's only for you. Tell us how it's gonna go down. Hmm um 10 minutes lock the door I don't even get naked I take my pants off or put them around my ankle um I grab probably my blue dildo and um I have like this teal vibrator that I usually pair with it and I go on Pornhub I usually go for like lesbians tripping or scissoring and I find usually two brunettes it's my type brunettes um and yeah I would set that up like on a pillow and just lay down. Um, I mean, I'm not going to like put on a show for myself, you know, and like write it. <laughs> so I usually like not really like lay down flat, but like, you know, like at an angle, um, like prop myself up and watch it and go to town. Yeah. From the, from the time you start till the time you finish, how fast are you coming? I, I can get myself there within a couple of minutes. Um, I will say men usually work a little bit harder for me. Again, they have to get me out of my head. I got to stop thinking about everything else. I got to stop thinking about like, do I look good? Do I look fat? Like I got to stop thinking about it all before I can get there. Have you ever been caught masturbating? 100%. (laughs) Gosh, I remember being in school, like, you know, experimenting with my body and all of that. And I always did it like you do it under a cover. And girls, I will say it's easier to hide, right? There's nothing poking up. Um, but like, I remember my sister walking in the door, you know, um, you know, knocking was not a thing in my, in my house. Um, but yeah, like I would just sit there and I'd freeze the blanket up and she'd be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I think I'm going to take a nap. I'm not feeling too good. Um, I mean, have I 
I've been caught having sex, like actually caught having sex, but it's really easy for girls to hide like masturbating for sure. Um, I mean, my significant other has walked in on me like doing stuff before, then he usually joins. Um, so I don't really find that embarrassing, but I mean, it's happened many a times in my life. <laughs> Have you ever masturbated in public? Yes. Um, that's one of my kinks. Um, I, I actually just got called out for it. Um, but I, it, it, it's one of my things. Um, I will say, I don't know if I'll be doing it anytime soon, just because I, I did get called out pretty good on it. Um, and I do not want to go to jail <laughs> or get like put on a list. Um, but yeah, I, I've done that many times in many different places. I mean, I wouldn't say like, I'm not sitting at the Applebee's table, like, <laughs> myself. like I go like, my whole thing is like, okay, like I go to a clothing store, I'm going to go in the fitting room and rub one out really quick. Um, I, I'm at the gym and I'm going to go in like the bathroom stall and touch myself. Um, that's the one that actually got me <laughs> called out recently. Um, but if you're in the bathroom stall, who, who the fuck are you hurting? Um, I mean, they're like, well, you know, everybody goes in there. Like, you know, we all sit there. And I mean, I do but understand. I did not think that that would be offensive to people. Um, but it was. Um, supposedly, there was a whole group of moms that were going to go to my gym and like tell on me and everything. And I was terrified. I didn't actually didn't go to the gym, that gym for like two weeks because of it. Cause I was scared and I really liked that gym. And so like, I was like, you know what, like if they kick me out or something, like it is what it is. And so I started going back and so far so good. I went today. So yeah, but yes, I have, I did it all the time until recently. <laughs> all right. So I'd like to play a little game with you. All right. Okay. It is called Flicking the Bean. I will talk about ways women have told me that they've masturbated, and you'll tell me if you've done it or not. Okay. Pillow humping. I've already mentioned that today. Yes, <laughs> yes you have. <laughs> the bathtub faucet. The bathtub faucet. Um, can we count like a jacuzzi tub, like with the jets? That's actually the last question on here. So it, it, it's uh, something I think is different. You've never let, I, you've never let the water run down on you? I don't think I have. Not that one. Oh my gosh. That's like every girl that I've talked to, that's like masturbation 101 is they'll get underneath the bathroom faucet. They'll turn the water on high and it'll just hit them and they'll get off. Maybe I'll have to try that one now. I mean, I have like a detachable um, shower head. Definitely use that all the time. How about hands-free? Hands-free? Yes. Hmm. Not like no toys, like nothing holding anything there? Not, not holding anything. The, the way that it's been described to me sometimes is sometimes you could rub your thighs together or bounce your leg or... Um, that's what it's been described to as me, to me. Oh, but then th those two definitely not. Um, I mean, technically, I guess the pillow humping is hands-free. True. Um, I mean, I've used 
like a guy's thigh, like my partner's thigh. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I could rub my legs together enough to get off. I don't think I could. A washing machine. A washing machine. I've had sex on the washing machine, but I've never masturbated on it. That's actually a good idea for a video, actually. An electric toothbrush. Yeah, I think all of us have done that one. <laughs> a motorcycle or any other motorized vehicle. I've never ridden on a motorcycle. Um, Lots of vibration. I mean, I figure, but I don't, I've never ridden on anything like that. A jet ski. I have gotten off on a jet ski before. That's a new one. That's the, that's the first. Tell us how you got off on a jet ski. It was the vibration. I was younger and you know, you're riding and all of a sudden here you are coming, you know, like, <laughs> uh, this next one is called edge rubbing. I call it edge rubbing or wall humping. Oh, um, wall humping. I've never heard of that one. You're gonna have to describe it to me. Well, uh, the, the edge rubbing part is like if you walk up to a table and then just rub your oh, on the edge of a table. <laughs> Okay. Um, yes, I've definitely done that. I was thinking like edge, like edging yourself. Oh no. Wait a second. <laughs> um, yeah, I've definitely like rubbed myself on the edge of like tables and stuff like that. Yeah. And the last one is jacuzzi jet. Yes. 100%. Jacuzzi jets was one of my first, um, like big O's that I remember. Um, you know, like taking a bath and then experimenting with it. Um, it's how I also figured out I liked anal. We're going to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, definitely jacuzzi tubs. <laughs> so that was flicking the bean. <laughs> we got a new one. We never had jet ski before. So you're, 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 you've broken our jet ski virginity. There we go. They're fun. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a little break and we're going to hear from our friends at Motor Bunny. Hey, everybody, it's Dr. T. Let's take a deep dive into the world of pleasure tech. Oh, yes, we're talking about the game changing device known as the Motor Bunny. Buckle up, or should I say saddle up, because this is going to be one wild ride. So what is the Motor Bunny, you say? Well, picture this. It's a straddle style sex machine that's engineered to deliver earth shattering orgasms. Oh, and did I mention you can enjoy this solo or with a partner? That's right, let's share the love. Now I know what you're asking, what sets this apart from its competitors? Well, first off, it's extremely affordable. Second off, it's teeming with features. Not only does it have a range of attachments for you to experiment with, but it also boasts app integration. That's right, control the pleasure from your smartphone. Imagine the fun and all the long distance possibilities. In terms of versatility, it can be customized with an array of attachments. Most of these include insertable components for that satisfying internal stimulation. In other words, this machine is your personal playground. However, what really catches my eye is the comparison with its closest rival, the Sibian. Not only is the Motor Bunny superior quality, but also more technically advanced. And the cherry on top, it costs so much less. So you're getting more bang, pun absolutely intended, for your buck. If you're looking to elevate your pleasure game, the Motor Bunny is like having a VIP ticket to the Orgasm Olympics. 
Whether you're riding solo or spicing things up with a partner, this machine is the pleasure tech you didn't know you needed so bad. Motor Bunny is teaming up with Inside the Mind of Sex to offer our listeners an amazing discount. Go to MotorBunny.com and when you check out, use the promo code INSIDE to get a nice, thick discount off your order. That's MotorBunny.com, promo code INSIDE. Hey, happy riding. So let's talk a little bit about your sexual history. Okay. So we know that you lost your virginity at 14 to your husband. Yes. Was his cock the first cock you ever saw? Um, yes, it was. Uh, maybe porn, but at, like at that point, internet really wasn't like a huge thing. Like I didn't have a home computer or anything. So I think it was. I think his was the first one that I actually saw like for real. Yeah. What were your thoughts the first time you saw his cock? Um, oh God, I got to put that in my mouth. It's not going to fit. Um, <laughs> Um, I thought it was strangely pretty. Like I didn't expect it to be as good looking as it was like girls have like, we talk about this kind of stuff all the time. And by this time, most of my closest friends had already done something. Um, my husband was the first person that I ever did anything with, um, besides kissing, which doesn't really count. Um, and so like you would hear them talking, you know, your friends talking about, you know, like what they look like and what they feel like. And, um, I think I was pleasantly surprised, honestly, like it was very smooth, um, very like clean looking, like he manscaped. Um, so I was, I was pleasantly surprised for sure. How many times a month would you say you have sex? Right now? Yes. Um, I have sex every weekend, um, multiple times a day. Um, I think the least amount that we fucked was four times over Saturday and Sunday. Um, yeah, I have like a guy that I regularly sleep with and make content with and stuff. Um, he lives kind of far away. He's up towards the city. So, um, don't see him during the week, unfortunately, because he would get late anytime he wanted if he was closer. Um, before that, I was a uh, like five time a week at least girl, like whenever before I was separated. Does size matter? No, um, but that one's kind of hard for me to answer too because I. So I was with one person for 17 years. Um, I have experimented more, um, including my friend Bree. I met seven people that I've slept with now. Um, but honestly, the worst lay was the biggest. Um, and not because of like it hurting or anything like that. I was actually very hopeful. He was very thick and I was excited for that. He just did not know how to use it at all. Um, like I would be on top. I, I fucked him a couple of times hoping it got better, I guess. Um, and like, I would be on top, but I wouldn't be allowed to move like, and he wouldn't move either. Like he would just be laying there. And like, if I tried to like bounce or anything, he would literally like look like he was in pain and make me stop. 
Um, and so like, yeah, like the biggest guy was the worst lay I've ever, ever had. <laughs> what turned you on that others might think is odd? Ooh. Um, your hand thing from before is probably definitely one of those, but anything else? I mean, are you asking what some more of my kinks are? Cause I could tell you, I have sure. a few. So I have a breeding kink. A lot of people find that one very scary and very odd. Um, wasn't a problem whenever I, you know, like before I was separated cause he is fixed. Um, but yeah, like going with that, like the cream pie is like for whatever reason, like if I know that's how it's ending, I will get off like so fucking quick. Um, so yeah, like breeding kink. Um, I have, Oh, what else? The public kink. A lot of people hate that one. Um, I, trying to remember um I I mean I have like my fantasies of like multiple partners um that one's different for a lot of people like a lot of people feel like they can't share their partner um hmm I know I'm missing some I'll put it on the spot um I like anal um but it has to be on my terms like you can't just surprise stick it in um a lot of people like oh my gosh it's happened before like you don't know what's coming and then all of a sudden a dick's in you and you're just like whoa you have to warm that up first please um hmm i can't remember anymore i think that's that'll, that'll be a good amount the breeding one is usually the one that people are like excuse me like i talked to my um partner that i'm with like that i sleep with now and um He's like, well, that's hot. He said, but I cannot like I just <laughs> and I'm like, I get it. You know, we're not we're not at a spot where we want to we want to have a kid. Uh, yeah. All right, everybody. That is the end of part one. I had such a long, nice conversation. We went on for several hours. I'm going to break this down into a few episodes. So I hope you come back next week to check out part two. Are you ready to share your unique experiences and help others feel accepted in their own sexual journeys? Then we want you to be a guest on Inside the Mind of Sex. Our podcast is a safe and open space to discuss all things related to sexuality, and we want to hear from you. If you're 18 or older and interested in being a guest on our show, please reach out to us at guest at insidethemindofsex.com. That's guest at insidethemindofsex.com. Let's start a meaningful conversation together.